It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. All right, so we're finally in week one of the NFL season. There's no more preseason. Cuts are done. We've moved on. We've had Labor Day weekend. I hope you enjoyed the last bit of barbecues and hot dogs or whatever else it was. I spent the time at a wedding, so I'm actually exhausted as opposed to, you know, being refreshed and ready to go. But it's week one of the NFL season now. Oh, and it feels just beautiful, just glorious to finally have football season here. Remember, I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, nickashew.com slash locked on Redskins. One of the surprises that we got really over this, it kind of snuck in there after cuts, was the Redskins waving Anthony Lanier. And that's a guy that a lot of the, really the media, fans, players were all really high on in terms of his development. It caught a lot of people off guard when Anthony Lanier, Anthony Lanier became somebody that, you know, look, initially wasn't a cut. He made the 53-man roster. And then all of a sudden the Redskins go ahead and make a change of plans after that. And look, this is what happens sometimes after cuts. They go ahead and pick up uh, former Florida Caleb Brantley, who originally in 2017 was considered a first-round pick, but he did have uh, yeah, some off-the-field issues, including an altercation that hurt his draft stock. And look, we see that happen a lot. Didn't make Cleveland's roster this year. So the Redskins went out and thought he would be an upgrade from Lanier. They designated him as injured and... They decided to move on, and it really is a surprise because he signed with the Redskins, Lanier did. He was an undrafted free agent in 2016, played four games that year. In 2017, last year, remember, with all the injuries, that was really the point where the Redskins were starting to see the development of Anthony Lanier, right? We saw a player that we thought, okay, he's going to be somebody that can contribute to this defensive line and be part of that rotation as it grows. He had a, played 11 games last year, became really a good pass rush specialist for them, so it's kind of a surprise. But the Redskins going and bringing in Caleb Brantley, who, like I said, his stock basically plummeted because of an altercation off the field. It was something that ended up dropping him all the way to the sixth round, and then two weeks after the draft, the Chargers were dismissed. Played in 12 games last year for Cleveland. Two sacks, 12 tackles, and a fumble recovery. The Redskins see the upside with him. They see the talent, and this is something you see if the Redskins have done a couple of times now with players. It's happened with injuries, of course. Happened with Kendall Fuller. Injuries had him drop a little bit in the draft, even though he was a first-round pick, considered in terms of grade. And, of course, he's no longer with the Redskins. But still, it was you know Fabian Moreau, same player. Adonis Alexander, somebody the Redskins took in supplemental draft did have some issues off the field that sort of put him in that position to be there too. So the Redskins are taking guys that have higher talent levels than maybe they were in the draft, maybe they where they were sort of with their team that they were with before, depending on who you want to talk about here. And then they end up getting more value out of these players. Now, it's, it's obviously risky because you have to have the culture, you have to have the locker room that's going to put them in position to be successful and to stay out of trouble and, and grow as a player and grow as a person. And, you know, love them or hate them, the Patriots are great at this, right? The Patriots have always been that organization that's able to find these players that can give them second and third chances, get them for almost nothing. And then if you're that player, you either succeed in that Patriots organization or they move on from you. And it's really not that hard for them because there's not really much of a risk there. So, 
Look, not a ton of risk for this in the Redskins. Anthony Lanier was somebody that's not necessarily a household name, but he is a name that a lot of players, a lot of people in the media, and a lot of coaches are really high on. But look, this is the type of stuff that happens. Moving on to week one, Arizona now for the Redskins. And this season has a high, high, high level of boom or bust very early on for them. Look, Arizona is not a team that you're going to sit here and look at as a 12-win team by any stretch, but they could certainly be better. With David Johnson in the backfield healthy again for them coming up this week, there is certainly a potential there where the Redskins could have some difficulties, even week one. I mean, there are a lot of games that you're going to look at this week. We talked about a little bit on the podcast last week, but there's a lot of games where you go in and say, They've got to win this thing. They, they've got to put themselves in a position where they get the right momentum. And that's really early on in the season because, look, starting off with week one against Arizona, look, I'm not calling it a, a must win. That would be idiotic to be able to do that. But Jay Gruden's 0-4 in season openers didn't play his starters much in the preseason. A loss would then continue that criticism, continue that negative momentum. Really going into a season that has a lot of positive momentum for the Redskins right now. It puts them in a position where if they win week one, you kind of get that monkey off your back, right? You kind of get that stigma to go away. Jay Gruden's talked about it plenty, and he said, I understand that I haven't won a week one game. And that doesn't dictate necessarily your entire season. But look, the NFL is a 16-week schedule, all right? It's not the NBA. It's not Major League Baseball. You don't have these really long seasons where you can go into four and five game losing streaks and still be fine. This is a great way for the Redskins to start off the season on the right note and get that to that stigma because players can say they don't pay attention to this stuff, but they pay attention to this stuff, okay? They know that they haven't won a a week one under Jay Gruden since he took over as coach. I mean, look, week three, then you go right into that, you got the Packers. That's a chance against a team that's considered a contender a team that's going to possibly make a deep playoff run, that's week three. That's the Packers. Right off the bat, weeks one, two, three, four. I mean, it goes very quickly for the Redskins. It gets very intense early for them when it comes to their schedule. So it's really important that they put themselves in a position here coming up week one and win this game against Arizona. Because look, the Colts after that at home, Andrew Luck's back, Andrew Luck's healthy. They have got to be able to get that right momentum moving forward early on into this season. All right, somebody we haven't heard from a lot at all this well, preseason, and now we're not in the preseason anymore, which is, again, that's the good thing. Uh, Chris Thompson, who's now ready to go, healthy for the most part, and plays a pivotal role for the Redskins this year. We'll hear from him next. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You know, ever since I really got into this business, you always have people asking me, who's going to win every single week? And the truth is, I really don't know. That's why they say play the game, right? But if you think you do know who's going to win, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, this is the best when it comes to it. They've been in the business for years. They got great reviews online. We know reviews are really important. Their mobile site's easy to use, which is the only thing anybody uses anymore. So they've got their priorities in line. Lay down some cash, win big today. I'd recommend them because they're good. That's why I'm telling you to go and check them out. That's why I'm urging you to play with my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, by the way, you can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. This is new. Just more ways to help get you involved in this, right? To help feed that urge. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. 
You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You are locked on Redskins. Really, honestly, it's just uh, it's it's just something you can't really explain. I think it's just a, a togetherness that this team has that just you, you can't describe it in in any words it's just it's just different and it's one of them things you don't have to as players you don't have to say much to know that all these guys in this room you know in this in this uh locker room won a championship it's that's just what it is where do you kind of see how much do you see doing uh, I'm super excited and I'm doing whatever the coach wants me to do. If it's, uh, you know, to strictly be a third down guy, you know, given that we we got AP and, and, and Rob and P. Ryan now uh, here. Um, if it's just being that guy and, you know, um, he, he he's going to have his game plan, you know, runs and, and plays for me. So whatever it is, like, I'm ready to go. And I'm excited to finally just get back out there and just be able to play with my guys again. A couple of weeks ago, you were nervous on the leg. Is it, has that progressed to something or you still? Yeah, that's, uh, I can say at this point, it's, it's pretty much going away. Um I'm not. I'm not worried about it at all. Like I've been feeling really, really good. So um, I'm just ready to get back out there and uh, take that first hit, so I can get that part, you know, out, out my head because that still hasn't happened yet. But other than that, I'm good to go. So you haven't had that, that hostile tackle yet. No, nah, I haven't. I, I've had guys. Uh, they've stepped on me and, and stuff like that. But you know, it's different when you got somebody that's you know I'm running full speed and they they dive at my legs or something like that I haven't had that happen yet obviously because we don't do that in practice no and I don't I don't think coach Gruden is gonna do I mean put restrictions on me as well but you know how he is just like coaches always say he's like well you maybe will limit him but if you get in the game mm-hmm. I guess you get going it's like yeah. we'll limit him next week yeah yeah I mean exactly I mean you know how you know how it goes in games and I, I know how Jay is he he's he's like overly protective of me at times but uh like I said I, I'm ready to go I I just uh I whatever he has planned for me I just I just trust in his plan at this point Nah, that's that's there now, and um, I the timing is on point with uh, Alex and and Cope um, at this time at this point now. Um, I've been able to you know put in some full full days with them. Uh, Sunday, Monday of last week, we put in like some like. 90 play practices 
And, you know, I was rotating as if it was a regular game. So, um, you know, we're on point with that. And, you know, I feel good, you know, getting back into the protection game and, and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to go now. Is there anything you've learned about Alex now that you have had some chance to work with him? Um, his anticipation is it's it's on point. And, um, you know, I think for me, that was the one thing I had to, to work on with him is, uh, you know, because as a guy being as old as he is uh, and been in the league for so long, you know, he's seeing things a lot quicker. So there were uh, plays early on um, that we had in camp that he wanted me to, you know, maybe make a little quicker and make some make some cuts here and there. And uh, once we got back here, I was able to make those plays and, and we're on point now. He's on point with with what I see and, um, you know, it's everything is clicking now. Yeah, look, we know Chris Thompson's incredibly valuable to this team, incredibly valuable to the Redskins offense, and he sort of took over for Deshaun Jackson in terms of being their their big-time playmaker, right? Not necessarily a deep ball threat, but somebody that could turn one play into a play that was much bigger, right? Every team has to have that. You've got to have that game changer. You've got to have that big playmaker, that threat that the rest of the guys on the other side of the field, you know, the other team's defense, they're going to have to be constantly paying attention to that one individual player when he's out there on the field. And sometimes it's, well, he may do something, so let's pay attention to him. Sometimes, well, it actually does break off a big player. You have to have that guy. The bare minimum is going to be a distraction. It's going to be part of the game plan for the other team you're playing. And the Redskins are certainly going to need that from Chris Thompson this year because you have to have somebody that will be a comfort zone, that will be what Alex Smith needs that he can depend on when it comes to it being, uh, you know, the third and five, and I need a big play right here. Is it Jordan Reed? Is it Chris Thompson? Both those guys can do it. Both those guys also need to stay healthy, though. All right, we wouldn't have a podcast without being able to hear from Jay Gruden. Look, it's been a few days. You've been out of town. There's a lot to catch up on. We'll catch up with Jay Gruden next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked on Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. Well, we thought it was a chance to get our football team a little bit better, and uh, we like Anthony. We did a lot of great things for this organization, um, but at the end of the day, we thought Caleb uh, adds a little bit more to the defensive line room. We got a good chance to take a look at him, and uh, we had good grades on him when he came out, and uh, we decided to make the move. What did you like about him when he was coming out? Well, he was uh, disruptive in the passing game. He was a good pass rusher along with uh, decent against the run. You know, and, uh, you know, so in Cleveland he had a couple sacks. So uh, got some experience, got some pass rush ability. So we brought him in for a look. Yeah, and, and with Anthony, uh, do you think you're getting more versatility with Caleb than you were with Anthony? Anthony was I think so. obviously stronger against the I mean, the that's pass. the thought right now, and it's – Jury's still out. We'll still get a good chance to look at Caleb. You know, he doesn't have to play right away. You know, so he's got a chance to get in here, uh, learn defense a little bit, develop, because we have some defensive linemen ahead of him right now who will play on game day. So 
uh, he'll get some working in practice, and we'll get a good look at him for the next couple of weeks and go from there. When you bring in a player like Caleb, uh, who had the incident at Florida, or the reported incident, and, or even to an extent a player like Adrian, who had the, the thing a couple of years ago, do you guys take into account at all what kind of headlines might come with that kind of signing, or, or is it more of a character evaluation? A little bit of both, more of a character evaluation. And, uh, you know, from what we understood, the charges are dropped and uh, everything's okay. And he's been there at Cleveland the last couple of years, so there haven't been any issues yet. So uh, we'll see. We understand uh, who he is, what he, where he comes from, and what he's done and what he's going to do. And we got to hope that we get the best out of him, both as a player and as a person. Un unrelated to all that, how are you handling the schedule this week? Obviously, we're only here Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we're not here on Friday. Are you guys taking it as a usual Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Uh, and then if so, what have the practices the last two days been like? Uh, today was just a couple of bonus days. We had us against us, and then tomorrow will be the day off for the players, and we'll start into our uh, severe preparation for Arizona on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then we leave Friday and uh, have another walkthrough Saturday over there. Have you had a chance to take a look at Arizona? Like, Just what are your kind of impressions of them? Arizona, well, they're good. You know, they're, they're a very talented football team. Like I said, they have some great skilled players and obviously one of the top running backs in the National Football League and one of the best receivers in the history of the game. And uh, Sam Bradford's a very efficient quarterback. And a little bit he played last year at Minnesota. I think he was, you know, 35 for 38 in his first game. Uh, and then he had the unfortunate injury. And obviously they have Rosen who can also play quarterback. So, and Mike Glennon. So they have a good football team, uh, plenty of weapons, a uh, physical team, and uh, it'll be a great challenge without a doubt. When you have a team that's gone through a coaching change like that, how does that affect your prep as far as, you know, you don't have a whole lot of tape of what they're going to do specifically? Yeah, we have four games, obviously, in the preseason, which, you know, everybody's worried about, you know, everybody's hiding everything and not showing everything, which, you know, could be the case. But we also have to go back to when uh, Coach McCoy was an offensive coordinator last year, and you have to go back when uh, Coach Wilkes was a defensive coordinator last year at Carolina. So we have a lot of film to look at. Sometimes you have too much film to look at. You're not sure how they're going to make all the pieces fit. You know, he doesn't have the same personnel he had at Carolina that he has now. He's got a talented football team, but it's still a little bit different. So I'm sure he'll make adjustments based on that. So it's, you know, it's very important for our system to be sound no, what, no matter what we see. And uh, we have to adjust uh, possibly game time uh, at different looks we may have not seen. How do you condense that down for the players? I mean, or do you show them all? Like, you're obviously sorting through things as a coach. Yeah, down and make it easy for them. But uh, at, the, at the same time, we have to challenge them mentally because this is the way it's going to be. You know, we, you know we, we'll have plenty of tape for them to watch. So there's never going to be a shortage of tape around here for these guys to watch and study. And, you know, there's a thought that you could study too much and maybe see too many things, see too many ghosts. But we want to try to get them as prepared, prepared as possible uh, while also being able to play fast and efficient. Jay, you've talked about the need to start fast multiple times going back to Richmond. How do you implement that now that it is game week? Well, we're trying. You know, we're trying to get the right people in here, uh, get the people in the right spots, make sure we're sound with our communication uh, and, and discipline in our fundamentals. And then obviously you have to protect the football uh, at all times. You know, the easiest way to start slow is have a couple turnovers early and let the Arizona crowd get into it early and it puts you behind the eight ball. It's very, very difficult to overcome on the road. So. I understand being on the road, is, it's tough no matter who you play. And Arizona is one of the better home crowds uh, in the NFL. It's going to be loud, and that's a challenge that presents itself in itself, uh, let alone the players that they have. So uh, the big thing is ball security, playing fast, and uh, obviously tackling extremely well.
You had mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, maybe limiting Chris Thompson a little bit early in the year. How hard will that be to do, considering you had said he looks really good, he feels really good, and when you get in the heat of a game, is it going to be hard to really limit what you want from him? Yeah, we're going through that right now. We have a lot of different packages, and we just have to limit the packages and then try to figure out the best way to get our best players on the field. He could see anywhere between five snaps and 90 snaps right now. It depends on how we feel and how he feels on game day. He's such a great weapon for us, not only in the – passing game, run, catching routes, but he's great pass protection, and he's also a very good runner, as we all know. So uh, temptation will be there to play him a lot, but we also have, you know, Rob Samaje, Adrian, that also can uh, take some of the work off of him. You ended up with a young group of wide receivers as your backups once you, once you went through cuts. Maurice hasn't played a whole lot in games. you got two rookies. What do you like about that, that group and what concerns you about them? We have six guys in here, and we'll probably dress five, maybe four. We'll see how it is on game day. But uh, Trey Quinn, obviously, has shown the ability to play every position. He's very, very smart. He's detailed in his routes, uh, strong hands, great after the catch. So I, I don't worry about Trey one bit. He's coming, and he's coming like a veteran, and he's learning from a pretty good player in Jamison. So uh, he's taken a lot of reps when Jamison was down for a few days, uh, performed extremely well. Cam obviously showed flashes uh, early and then uh, the last preseason game, but he's taken a little bit of a you know, backseat because of his injury. But he's now recovered, and he's got all the tools to be a good receiver. How much we'll use him will be dependent on how Maurice Harris is. If Moe's ready to go, then uh, we may not have to use Cam quite as often. But uh, I feel great about the receiver room. Jameson being a veteran of that group, which is crazy. Uh, Josh and Paul, uh, he's still feeling his way through, but Paul gives us a dimension we haven't had here since Deshaun, and uh, I think they're all, all, all very good players. Jay, it's probably not a big thing, but I see you brought in another quarterback, uh, and unfortunately, it doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So uh, I don't know. What can you tell me about this guy? Uh, yeah, he, uh, he was just San Diego. He's uh, back up out there and got a few reps, not a whole lot. I have some arm talent. We just want to get a guy in here, a third guy to take a look at, uh, see how he does, you know, and just how he handles himself, how he throws the ball in these routes versus there, and, uh, and we'll go from there. I know that Cam played quite a bit of special teams at Alabama. How has he been so far in that role here, and could that actually keep him active on game day over a guy like Maurice? It could. You know, he's got to improve uh, in that department without a doubt. You know, Trey Quinn's done an excellent job in that department also. So those two guys have stepped up, and Maurice Harris has proven to be a very reliable guy in that department. So we understand the fourth, fifth receiver on game day is going to have to produce on special teams some way, somehow, and all three of those guys uh, – Will. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick Ashew. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, just do it. It makes it so much easier than having to seek it out every single day. You get the alerts. It's great. Make sure you check out. We got plenty of other podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network as well. College football now going on. Check it out. The Locked On Podcast Network has a ton of stuff for you. I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter. NickAshew.com slash Locked On Redskins. This the Locked On Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.